0: How's it going, everybody? This is Martin Stokes here, and this is Dean Scurry, and I am a traveller, and I am a countryman. Welcome to A Traveller
1: and a Countryman Podcast.
0: What do you want to talk about this evening, Dean? What do you want to talk about, Martin? I don't know, I was thinking about, do you remember one time when we done one of our podcasts there a little while back, yeah? We sort of said we were going to try and talk a little bit about, say, homeless on the streets, basically, not homeless in the, you know what I mean? Um, homeless and hungry, it sort of refers to the one kind of thing. How do you know if, uh, for instance, if you were walking down the street now, for instance, right, and there was someone, say, just say begging, for instance, right, uh, how would you know, if you, were to, if you were to give them money, for instance, right, whatever, maybe a couple of euros, like, how would you know what they'd really want it for? Would it be, like, say, alcohol or... Uh, drink, drugs uh, Food Which most important would be food We know that for sure So What would you say to it now If you, if you did see somebody on the street And had their hands out Or maybe a little cup or something Looking for a couple of bob Um, Probably wouldn't say much Would you Stop and have a chat with them Or say um, hello i done
1: that the other day But then I was thinking It's none of my business What they get out of If I give them something
0: you mean if you gave him a few pounds?
1: I gave him, if I gave a fella, I sat down and gave, a, there was a, a Roma fella a fiver the other day. and was having my lunch um, with my mate, came out, there was um, a girl, I didn't see her until, until afterwards, but there was a Roma fella sitting down, I gave him a fiver sat down with him for a minute, asked him who he was, where was he from, had a chat with him. Mm, very nice. Um, yeah, put a fiver in his in his cup, jumped up, walked down, and, and within 10 feet, I see in another girl. This is in a nice kind of part of Dublin. And what was going through my head was, do I give her a fiver as well? And then the next person, do I give them a fiver? Uh,
0: yeah, you could think that way, but the point about it is, you mightn't have fivers to give everybody. I don't think there's enough money to give out to everybody. I don't think that that's the solution. Giving well, out if people, it was giving out the, people the money. What if it was like say two people there and you only had a fiver?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. These questions are very. They sound very simple when you say them, but when you're in that situation and you see one, two, five, ten homeless people, and you have fifty pence, of five or five hundred euro, how do you know who to give it to? How much to give it to them? How often to give it to them? Would um, you? Would you? If there was two there, would you give it to them and say, "Hey, share that"? If I had a fiver. Mm. Um, I don't know. I've I've often seen a couple of homeless people. Um, so you wouldn't give it to none of them then, is that what you're saying? I've I've often not given it to anybody.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, but is it not better to say for instance if they wanted that fibre for food now? and they're drugs I'm going to give. So to that
1: them. goes back to the point. How do you know what they want it for? Yeah, that's yeah, that
0: was the question. And is it around. any of your business? Um, I don't think it's anyone's business, no. So say you so let's say it or let's, you don't. let's say the thing
1: that people um, the majority of people would If they're giving money to, say, somebody who's sitting on the street In the back of their mind, there's a little voice going I hope they're not going to get alcohol or drugs out of this But it's actually, I would imagine, none of your business
0: Yeah The thing about it is, if it's, um, if it's alcohol or drugs Yeah Well then you're contributing to something that you probably shouldn't be contributing to For starters If it's food you're doing a very good thing because like the hunger is is. Uh, no man hunger is probably one of the worst pains out there for them like you know what I mean they're on the streets they're probably cold or whatever it might be whether it be summer or winter or whatever depending on the weather so if they're hungry then it's another story I think uh, so how do you know somehow I think they can do without drugs and somehow I think they can do without drink depending on how bad a state they're in
1: I don't know that. I don't know I don't know it's, that. Yeah, that's it's hard true. to say. It's hard to say. It's absolutely impossible to say. But
0: is the first thing that comes to your mind, um, look at they might be hungry. Let at least they have something they have a choice. Great. Okay. So
1: that makes sense to you. But so let tough. let's say that they say, Yeah, I'm hungry, give us a tenner. and you give them a tenner. and then they go,
0: Yeah, I'm using this on drinking drugs. Well, I give you a, I'll, I'll give you a small example in that one, right? Yeah. Uh, I drove through uh um, what do you call it one time I know how the kids actually to just drive through the McDonald's and that, yeah. So I was driving through anyway, and there was this lad. He was standing right in the corner of McDonald's. So he said to me, he said um, at the window, he said, uh, "Can I basically any spare change, whatever?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "You're hungry?" Uh, I am," he said. I said, "Okay." So I ordered a bit of food there, so I'll, I'll pay for it at the, at the window, like that did him. But um, he looks and he sort of kind of amazed, kind of taking you No know, me. He uh, no, I don't want no food from there. He said, "I want, uh, I want what you call it, KFC." So, I said to me one more, are you sure you're hungry? Because if you're hungry, you're not going to look for these kind of choices, like, you know what I mean? I'm not hungry, he said. He said, I just want change. So, I, did. I, gave him, I gave him a bit of change then, still, but I had the feeling what he wanted for then, like, you know what I mean? Which was what? Um, seriously, probably probably drugs or probably drink, I don't know.
1: Um, is, is that all right with you or is there a problem with you?
0: Did you ever look at somebody and you might see, um, like, this? I'm talking about this young lad particular, right? Did you ever look at somebody and you might sort of say, right, if they're asking you for a few bob, you can nearly you can almost tell by looking at them if it's a drug problem or drink problem they have. Yeah, so what I'm asking is, is that him. a
1: problem for you.
0: Um let's say I I, I, I don't like to see anyone on drugs I'll be honest with you.
1: Um okay. It'd be
0: a problem for me feeding his habit, yes.
1: So let's say feeding his habit is the thing that makes
0: him, but, get also, the day. but at the t- yeah, this is it, so I'm getting that. At the same time my heart would go out to him, like I'd be I'd feel, I would genuinely feel sorry for him. So I'd have to overlook that part of it. And just taking consideration, look, you stuck with a few bob here. Like a lot of a lot of them will come and ask you about um like you you, you get it almost every day, Be honest about.
1: Yeah. So you're talking about homeless street sleepers or rough sleepers. Yes.
0: Or around um mainly around the garages, the petrol stations. Yeah. Or again these uh, these drive through takeaways or whatever. Oh, I
1: seen a fella. This reminds me of something, okay? I'm interested in exploring this because I think there's conversations to have in this country about stuff like this that we just don't you just don't have. You know, that we don't you know, you might hear them on, on the RTE on Joe Duffy or something like that, but it's I find them very patronizing. Um what I'm interested in this story is That this stuff is people's daily life, daily experience. And a lot of guys that I grew up with are in this boat. A lot of people that I know are one or two mistakes or one or two steps away from being in this. So anyway, I was at this garage and it was pissing out raining. And I seen this fella and um, I think I probably gave him a few quid and I had a chat with him. I usually ask people, where are you staying? Where are you sleeping? And this fella pointed to something in the garage. And I was like, what are you pointing at? And he goes. That's where I'm sleeping. Yeah, the, the the big coal box. The coal box. The yeah. coal bunker in the garage. The coal bunker where you get your turf and your um, gas and your briquettes and whatever. They're what
0: they're about four foot high, aren't they? So
1: probably that's probably where he was sleeping.
0: They're about six foot in length.
1: They're about six foot in length, and that's that was his bed. For all intents and purposes, that was his home.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So. It's none of my business what he's spending that fiver on because if that's where he's living yeah. and if taking drugs is the thing that gets him
0: through that hour or that day, yeah. I just need to shut up and get out of the way. Mm. Well, the, the way, the side of it, I look at that is the sad side of it. I wouldn't be, as I said, I wouldn't be interested in feeding his habits, to be honest about it. Yeah. But I would feel sorry from the fact that he's actually caught up in that situation. Like the fact that he may be on drugs, fact that he might be, he probably, st- let alone drugs, he might be wanting drugs, but he might be starving with the hunger also.
1: Yeah, the thing that I try and deal with it, and I've kind of learned this, i picked this up from having different interactions with various people who are struggling, let's say, is that a five minute or a two minute or a one minute hello conversation, who are you, where are you from, try and shake someone's hand, put, try put your hand uh, out to them for them to shake your hand is... It, it, can, it, can, it can put a smile on someone's face who's in the depths of it.
0: Yeah. See, some people are maybe in that situation, but probably not by choice. I don't think... You've often heard the word saying, look, they choose to live like they this. They choose to live
1: like that. I think that that's uh, a ridiculous, naive statement to make. Yeah, okay. I don't think anybody's choosing to live rough on the streets unless they have extreme mental health issues and then you can understand we had a, a, a mental health institutions full of people and then we uh, you know in the 80s and 90s we, we kind of uh, closed down all those institutions so yeah. you know you had the myth or the fantasy version of a homeless fe- fella which was a drunk man Uh, you know, in town with a smell off from drinking alcohol and all the types of And we used to say, oh, some of them choose to stay there. Yeah. Because, you know, somebody might have asked them, "Uh, do you know where to stay? Or I'm grand where I am. So there's a myth that these people choose to be in the shitty situation they're in. But it's not a myth that they choose to sleep on the streets as opposed to sleeping in... uh, Sorry, one second. As opposed to sleeping in manky,
0: um, dangerous hostels. No, that's right. Have you ever, um, have you ever heard people like judging them, uh, Dean?
1: Yeah, like I'm not immune. Or not, I'm not immune to doing that myself. I'm sure I have judged or uh, had prejudice or had preconceptions of with people sleeping
0: on the streets, with people sleeping on the streets, or begging with at anybody, a or begging at a...
1: with anybody. Yeah, mm. uh, like I, I think probably the first time I seen a Roma uh, person begging, you know. Uh, you know, the typical thing is like a woman sitting there on the ground yeah. uh, with a cup and a blanket and you'd yeah, have a uh,
0: preconception or a prejudice in your head. What do like, you mean preconception now? Like As, as a traveller Dean, I probably wouldn't understand that word.
1: Like, um, I think one of the first preconceptions or prejudice that I had was these people are just here to make a couple of quid. They're just begging. They actually probably live in a house somewhere. Mm, yeah. You know, know so you uh, kinda of tell yourself a few of these yeah, stories. I
0: tell you where probably a lot of that came from that probably came from the buskers in London years ago. Right. Where they just uh they get out of their like their good cars. Like this I've seen this on the newspapers now, whether it's true or not. And they'd get onto the tubes as they called, I know the trains, but they were t- called tubes. And they'd head out somewhere the far side of town probably. And then down into the into the tube, say They call them the tubes, but you have like tunnels there as well. Yeah. So they do a bit of busking down around there. Oh, in the undergrounds? And they'd be getting great wages out of it. Like it was like a day job for them, yeah. But the thing about it was then they get back on, when they're finished in, they get back up onto the tubes again, trains again. Just used to call them the tubes. They're all underground trains. And they'd head back to where they came from again, back out into the good clothes and into their, say, good cars. So, but the thing about it is, you might have one or two, say, people that does that. That doesn't mean that everybody is the same.
1: Yeah, but it's it's easy it, to tar everyone with the brush. We talked about well, this before. Easy, that's that's no, kind of what we do as people. It's easy for us just to have one category. Uh, these are all beggars over here, and that's what they're doing, because yeah, then we don't have
0: to deal with it. No, you haven't. It. It's all about, I think, personally, I think it's about us taking on attitude against it.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it works as a kind of safe place for us to be in our heads. Oh, yeah, the smelly homeless people, that's what they do. They're just looking for uh, drink and drugs, and there's not a real person in there. And God forbid I spend five minutes sitting down with them, listening to their story. So what's the benefit of that? I'm just going to walk away from here in five minutes, and they'll still be left there. But I have found that there's huge benefit in that. Like that guy who was living in the coal bunker in the garage, uh, talking to him for five minutes and him... You know, just having a a normal conversation that wasn't based around him begging or people judging him or Yeah. I think that you could see in his eyes that he got a lot from it. Right. Uh, just but that
0: human that just that human contact. Could you also tell him how choice that he wouldn't be there?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You could and you could see his mental health like yeah. um deteriorating kind of in front of your eyes, you know what I mean? That there was just a whole load of um emotion in behind the eyes. Yeah. But when he he got to chat with another human for five minutes, uh, you could see the humanness coming out of him, and he was he was no longer this uh, smelly homeless beggar, uh, drug user on the streets. He was whatever his name was, you know, Tony for five minutes.
0: So basically, saying hello to him made him feel alive again, kind of thing. Just for a. And I
1: think that that there's probably more humanity to humanity in that than there's two quid or there's three quid.
0: Uh yeah, there is. Be honest about it. It's nice to say hello to Madsal, but um, does hello solve his take away his hunger for him? No,
1: no. And I get the point. I understand. Like we can
0: all say hello and say hello hundred times in one day if we want, but will that take away his hunger if he's hungry?
1: No, and um, I remember my dad uh, had experience um on the streets um. He was homeless for a while And he was helping out with the soup kitchens And he said to me Something that was really Simple and interesting It was a perspective that he picked up And it was um, the, the acronym is H-A-L-T Hungry, angry, lonely and tired yeah. And if you can help somebody with any of that Mainly the hunger yeah, If they're wish. not hungry They'll less likely be angry and or tired lonely. And then less likely be lonely So a lot the of chances the soup are, kitchens, a lot the of the soup
0: kitchen, are that all of them. Uh,
1: absolutely, and a, a lot of what the soup kitchens do here in this city and in other cities around the world is that they provide, and it's usually run by women. They provide a space where people can come over to them, have a quick chat for five minutes, maybe get an old jacket or a pair of gloves or a sleeping bag and a bit of, you know, reasonably, you know, cooked fresh food. Yeah. Um, so hungry, angry, lonely and tired HALT That was the acronym That he gave me And it just gave me An interesting perspective yes. And it's not all homeless people That uh, I think we know that now In this city It's not just Homeless people That use those facilities That are set up uh, By various groups Around the city okay. Because we have um, We have food poverty In this country Whether or not We see it on the RTE We have food poverty We now have fuel poverty That's right Um we have um, uh, accommodation poverty as in there's there's a lack of affordable accommodation for people
0: but it's a sad it's a sad sad world in a in a situation like that but yeah, i do uh, as i said earlier on i know I, I do know let's say i've heard people saying um ah, he's okay so he's only going to spend it on this he's only going to spend it on that or uh, I probably has a good car around the corner. I probably has a new house. Yeah, and that's an easy. It's an easy I way for us just to go get yeah, rid of them. It's an easy way to try and uh, let's say try and cleanse our conscience. Yeah, yeah, and uh, sort of satisfy ourselves in in a way, as you said, getting 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 rid of them. Yeah, very simple. Uh, but what about just making a little stand for a minute or two and sort of trying just a little bit helps. Uh, uh, no matter how little it is, every little bit helps anyway. And they were saying earlier on about uh, about if you had a fiver in your hand, you wouldn't know who to give it to. But is it not better just to feed one person and not feed nobody at all? Yeah. It's a hard thing to say, feed one person, don't feed the rest of them. Exactly, But yeah. if you can feed one at least, it's be better than feeding none?
1: Yeah, so I, I remember listening to this guy... Uh Ramdas, who I listened to a bit, and he was going. He went to India and he seen this, uh, what he's seen as poverty on the streets of India. And he used to have a little uh, bag, and he'd have coins, and he'd be handing out coins to different people. Yes. And the more kind of poor looking they were, or the more diseased they were, or the more you know they didn't have use of their legs or something like this. He would an extra couple of gives them an extra couple of quid. Yeah. Well, and, and so he had this little. Plan he had, you know what I mean? I now, mean, I see the fellow with the one eye and no hands, I'd give him oh, this. Oh, yeah, he'd
0: look after him a little bit better, like.
1: But then he realised that all those fellas were all tied into a, a homeless union anyway. So all the money got split between them equally. Right. So no matter what plan he had and what way he had of thinking about it, they had their own plan to do, what, to do with the money. Yeah. And that's kind of going back to the homeless person who you give a fiver to. It's none of your business what they spend the money on.
0: It's not... But you would like them to you'd like to it. But it's it, still, though, no
1: matter how, what you'd like, it's nothing to do with you. As soon as
0: you hand them over a couple of quid. They're going to do what they want, to we'll do it anyway. It's it's game
1: over for you. Touch on and stop being so selfish. So
0: would that stop you? Well, it's not being selfish. I don't think no, that's well, selfish. No, but what I'm
1: saying is, don't get caught up into what they're yeah, spending the money on. Yeah, but
0: I still don't think on. that's selfish. Would it, would, it, uh, would it bother bother you to know what they did spend it on? No, I've no interest.
1: No well, interest let's put this whatsoever. way.
0: If you, if you give, uh, say you give a, a lot of tenor, I'd like say. yeah. No, I know it's not a big lot of money, but it's a lot if someone hasn't got it, right? And next, say, three minutes off, you went to the shop and you come back out and you see the same young lad at the corner when he's trading. He's turning for something like that, you know what I mean? For drugs. Yes. There's none would of my you, business. I understand. I've what, learned that's none of my business. I know. It's not, but would, would you like to see it, though? Or would you rather he went into the shop, bought a bit of food, come out, and you see him eat a bit of food when you come out five minutes after?
1: Um, I, know, after, I anyway. know that in... In the community that I grew up in, people are eating, smoking, drinking, doing drugs, um, and it's none of my business what they do. That's yeah. that's where that's where they're at.
0: Well, not everybody looks out like that, Dean. To be honest about it. I don't look out like that. I know a lot of people that don't. For me personally, if I saw someone outside a shop, and a garage, and they were say, let's say begging, for instance. Now, don't get me wrong. I have done it numerous, numerous, numerous times. I'd hardly pass them by without give them a few bob anyway. But I would ask them, are you hungry? I have, I've done that numerous, numerous times. And they'd either say yes or no. If it's no, throw me a couple of euros. Um, if it's yes, I'd walk into the shop, pick up a sandwich or a drink or whatever I could afford. Look at you, spend no five or ten on them anyway. And come back out and and, and, and pass them that. Then you'd know at least I know anyway. There's, there's something. is a, a good thing to do. Like you know?
1: so, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I've had conversations with people yeah. in this community, and I've said, "Are you hungry?" And they said, "No." And they said, "What do you need?" And they say, "I need crack." Yes. Okay. In my community. Yeah. And I'll still give them the money because uh, that's where they're at. I understand. What I wouldn't. I know that, and that's. I'm not judging you on it. Uh, indeed, but what I'm saying is, I give, take them for. I I've learned to not judge them and take them for where they're at because it's none of my
0: business. So are you actually helping them to kill themselves about? I
1: don't know. I'm not that's, saying intentionally. I don't intentionally, know if that's helping them to kill and themselves. And I know that's
0: a solid word to say. But at the end of the day, if you know they're going to take drugs and especially dangerous drugs...
1: So we're getting into I a know, drug conversation here. No, the, biggest, really, no. the biggest killer in this community isn't drugs like that. It's the drugs that's sold legally. It's the alcohol and the cigarettes is the biggest killer. So nobody would have a problem giving a fiver to someone... Uh, begging on the streets For them to go in And get cigarettes Yes We wouldn't judge it The same way
0: But the biggest no, killer right, In this wouldn't. community
1: Isn't the hard drugs It's the other drugs That are
0: being sold Over the counter legally Yeah Yeah So you're saying like Sort of slightly Prescription drugs like Well cigarettes and alcohol Alright oh, You know But anyway As you said It's probably their own business What to do with it afterwards It's definitely none of my business I might think it's my business Now I've often got the ones Where they're coming and Maybe asking you uh, Like say At the garages Or maybe a shop I was often parked Outside the shop and a good tip on the window. And they'll be asking you for a few bob saying they're, uh, they're trying to get into a homeless shelter. And yes, I'd, I would have, a few bob me contribute to that, to be honest about They, what do you call them, a hostel, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it?
1: It blows my mind that they have to pay for
0: a hostel. It's a disgrace, yeah. But yeah, at the same time, if that's what they're telling you, yeah. and you have a few bob on the course, you're going to give to them. Yeah, and there's... A, there's like here, sm- I'll, you, I'll give you a small idea, right? Here one time, right, I was parked outside the shop, yeah. But it was only myself and my young lad, say, the youngest lad, and he went into the shop. But there was this young lad sitting outside the shop, basically. So I said to me say, to my own lad, I said, Bring him out something there, so I maybe get whatever drink or whatever you could afford in there, right? Um, maybe could be anything to eat, like, you know what I mean? So I thought I said, get, make sure you get him something anyway, I said. So he came out anyway. But while he was in the shop, this car, say, pulls in beside him, yeah? Besides the, the young lad now that was say literally begging outside the shop. And the woman gets out and she gave him a, she gave him a bag with some clothes in it. And then she put she took a coat out. And she put a coat, she actually put the coat on him, helped him to put it on and all. So I was looking at this, I said, So we don't see this like every day, you know what I mean? So she gave him a bit of a hug anyway and there was there was actually a man and a woman in the in the in the in the car. So they were not about their business. So I couldn't help it. I just I gave him a beep, didn't I? And I called him over. I was only in the car on my own, right? Because it was only my young lad who was with me, but he was in the shop. So I said, How was things? I said, um I said, Who's that lady that said I gave you the gave you the jacket there? I said, Did you know her? Yeah, I knew her, he said. He said, She's um she was she was my ma's, as he called her, he's my she was my ma's friend oh I said no so I was just wondering said, because I don't see that happening basically every day you know what I mean but I said to him anyway I said I uh, I said you're hungry I am he said so would you like a bit of food in McDonald's I said to him uh yeah I'd like a burger he said so I so said I'll tell you what I said walk over there said now McDonald's only just across the road you can see it across less than a minute's walk basically looking across us I said, I walk over there and so I'll be over there in a couple of minutes and I'm waiting for the young lad to come out of the shop so the young lad came out and he brought him out drinks and all biscuits and bars and stuff right so he was uh, the other lad now the homeless dad as you call him well I didn't, I didn't know he was homeless this day I knew he was begging alright so he walks across to McDonald's yeah yeah and it was in the evening we were only 8 o'clock I say so I walks into McDonald's and anyway, we myself and my own lad as well yeah and I said to the, I said to him, I said, pick whatever food you want there, and he just ordered a burger. I said, Do you not want anything else? No, I'm happy with this. He said. So I told the uh, I told the girl inside the inside the counter. I said, Give him a burger and some chips. I said, and a drink with that as well. I said, whatever he wants with it. I said, there. That was okay. So I paid for it, and he couldn't thank me enough. Lovely. But what I didn't know was, he said to me, he said, he said, thanks very much for this. He says. He said no. He said I can wait here. He said till eleven o'clock. So what Oh, in McDonald's. So he said to me, yeah. Oh, lovely. Okay. So um, what do you mean? He said. He said I'm actually homeless. He said. So I said, where do you? I knew he was begging. I didn't know he was homeless. So where do you uh do you sleep then? He said I I go inside the wall. He said in Santry uh, Santry Park, basically. He said I climb across the wall and do. He said, and I have a tent and there, He said. So I said to him, I said, um, what caused you to be homeless? Are you only young? He said, me mother died, he said. And he said, that was her friend, he said, they gave me the coat back there. But he said, "Um, sorry, I said, how come, what, what how was that making on the streets? He said, the council came around, he said, and they were taken back the house. And it was only me and my sister, he said. But they gave us three weeks, he said, in the house. Now, he said, his sister was only like, Thirteen and fourteen, only a baby, but um, he says, so "What I done?" He said, "I phoned up the um social services for to take her." He said, "Cause he knew he said I knew I was going to be homeless within three weeks, on the streets, and he said I would be able to take care of her." He said, "Even though was he living with the ma? No, watch this. The mother died. Yeah, him and the and the, him and the little girl, brother and sister and the mother, happy family in the little home. Poor mother died, and." Then they got letters in Saying that They're only they're only allowed To have the house For three more weeks What age is he? He was uh, Say To be honest about nine, I'd say maybe around 18, 19 years of age Okay So he's an adult He was But he came across As a very smart Little fellow in the end Yeah Um. So he said um, He said I phoned up the social services And I asked them To take my sister He said Because I knew I wouldn't be able To take care of her He said He said I knew I was going To be on the streets He said So
1: begs the question well, He begs the question well, Within
0: three weeks Why didn't they give him The house? I don't know. Maybe he wasn't working know, he couldn't keep the rent going or something like that. I haven't got a clue. But if he wasn't working, uh, sorry for poking holes in your story, the but he'd be on the mother, but Maybe the mother could pay the rent, you see, but yeah. chances are it was probably a three bedroom house and it was not going to let a young boy and girl stay in a three bedroom house, were they? Right. Now they could have given him somewhere else, but he was thinking fast until he was thinking smart. Do you know what I mean? It was sad that he had to do it. But the moral of the story was, was not about the food or bringing him to McDonald's. It was about a little story that he had to tell behind it all. And the reason why he was homeless. And the fact that he could stay in McDonald's till eleven o'clock. And he could stay. It was like it was like a home to him alone. Yeah. That he could stay. He was delighted he could that he could stay there at eleven o'clock and then jump in behind the wall and get his sleep there. So that was sad, wasn't it? It's some crack,
1: isn't it, with the uh...
0: So that's the reality. What I'm saying is talk about looking at people and judging people and not knowing if they're hungry or homeless or wanting or another. And yet, they've been ignored too much. Yeah, I mean, now ignore, don't get ignored me wrong. By who? No, this what I'm getting that. I don't, so don't get me wrong when I say ignored by. I'm not talking about being ignored by public because everyone has their own life to live at the end of the day. But I think the government and the council should be able to do something about.
1: I don't think. I don't think that they have. I don't know if they don't have the brains or they just don't give a rat's. Uh, I think they don't give a damn. They have the brains and the connections and the networks. To keep their own game going. But I don't, yeah, they probably, I, I think they just don't give a rats and that they expect people to be able to pull themselves up out of any situation. Uh, like there's so many, there's there's thousands of stories of families that have, you know, somebody had passed away or there was a breakup and they had to give the house back to Dum City Council mm-hmm. and people are forced out onto the streets or they are given ultimatums by, you know, different councils around the country. Um, and I just think it's a very, There's not much humanity in it. Like we were talking about having human contact and having that kind of humanity. There's not much humanity in it. It's very much you're just a number on a page and we don't want to hear, we don't care about the story behind it. That's right. Um, Now, I'm not saying that, you know, organisations like Dublin City Council never in in their history, you know, have been concerned about people's stories or, you know, individual cases. But it looks like from the outside that you're just... Uh, numbers in boxes, you you're, you know, you don't qualify for this house because of A, B, C and D. We don't really care about the rest yeah. of the details. Touch on. And you see it around this city. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of houses lying yeah, empty and derelict, right. owned by Dublin City Council. And blocked up. Close up. Are blocked up. And um we all know with the right thinking and the right action within 5 or 6 months you could easily get rid of all the rough sleepers for That's example right. yeah. into those houses yeah. you could start then to chip away at the bigger numbers whatever it is in this state at the moment if it's 10,000 or 50,000 homeless people officially it's 10,000 but i'm sure um those figures only count you know specific people who are in specific hostels. They don't count other people who are sleeping in cars. Who are who are yeah, that's right. They know sofa, so they
0: know how many people are in are like say let's say a homeless in hostels, homeless in hotels. Yeah, they know how many people are in there because they're they're keeping count of all well, of that. Well,
1: they're the ones that the pay the the, the cash. The, yeah, they're, they're, paying they're, for. They're, they're
0: paying them, but it's easy for them to pay because it means then it's a problem out of their hands. So the money, the money side of it is solving the problem for the council. The council's basically just over these things, right? But yeah, but are they completely and totally, utterly blind to the people lying on the streets? Imagine imagine coming outside a, a, a big council office and seeing someone sleeping at the door of it. Right, so I'm sure it's happened right. thousands of
1: times. This begs the question, right? Because this is episode 10. Uh, We've kind of given ourselves 10 episodes, me and you, just me and you, with nobody else on, just to get used to each other, talking about stuff, and we've kind of paced ourselves and we've said, right, um, we're going to slowly get into this podcast thing and slowly have conversations and explore different stories. So why for you, in episode 10 um, of this podcast, between a traveller and a countryman, do you want to talk about this? Why is this the thing that is coming up for you? Uh,
0: homelessness, hunger. Yeah, people on the streets. Yeah, because it's a reality. But there's loads of realities. Why are yeah, you focus on this reality? That, this is a serious reality that uh, we're literally tripping across. Do you understand? And it's very effective, also.
1: What do you mean? It's very effective.
0: It's very, it's very effective because the people that are living on the streets, um, as I, I, back to the one thing, hungry, homeless, cold. Uh, maybe as you said, lonely. And literally, anything that can go wrong is wrong for them when they're lying on the street. Yeah. And then, uh, talk about lonely, not being wanted even.
1: So why? Do you, what do you mean? Not, it's very effective. Not
0: being wanted, and not being even counted in by society. I think that 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 takes a big uh, a big effect on 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 society itself.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Being honest about. So. And why are you interested in that? Why does that? Why I'm interested
0: in it because I think it's very very sad. That's where that's where that's where my interest is.
1: One thing that's going on that's flashing in my head is that that's very similar to how your community, the traveling uh, people, are treated. Yes,
0: it is. But also, that's even uh, a lower level. So it makes you. How would you say? Did you ever heard you say it makes you beg the question? Yeah. Yeah. That, if they don't care about people, literally. Lying on the streets... Lying on the streets. dying on the streets. And they're actually passing up and down by them every single day. Come here. These uh, these government officials and these council as you call them, these council, uh, say Dublin City Council and Fingal Council, whatever councils we have, right, they're not sleeping in their offices all day. They're surely coming out for a cup of coffee or a bit of lunch, and they're passing up and down by these people every day on the streets. The people are literally knocked out on the streets cold with either hunger or thirst, or cold, and again, loneliness. So that is a big effect. There's no mistake about that. And anybody that couldn't see that and be blind to that, uh, and I'm not saying people are blind to it, what I'm saying is you can pretend to be blind to it, and you turn your head, then there's something actually unhuman about yourself. That's the way I see it. If I was to pass by a person on the street knowing that they were starving with the hunger, and I had a few bob in my pocket, yeah. And I couldn't at least walk into a shop and buy them a sandwich. Then there'd be nothing human. We could
1: buy them all the sandwiches in the world. It's not going to change no, the circumstance. No,
0: it would. It would change one. It wouldn't change anything. But it would help. It would take a little bit of hunger away, wouldn't it? It would help one little thing. You see. So, so, so we feed. Not, so we feed them saying, they are getting I'm fed. I'm not saying it's important for me just to walk into a shop. I what I'm saying is, I'm talking about the human side of it. Do you understand? So if we have all these guys that has power, walking out of their big offices with their fancy suits, and they're literally passed up and down by this, can they not look at look at these people and just say, "Look at, if it wasn't for the grace of God, that might have been me instead of him." And if it, it wasn't that, for
1: the grace of God, go oi, is that the
0: phrase? It might have been me instead of him.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you see that, and and you're you're at the bringing up. Uh, a few different words there One is grace And one is God Okay yeah. And So I remember Listening to Stories about Jesus Right um, When I was a young flea. And There was the beggar man then There was the homeless man then And yes. it's still there now And no matter yeah.
0: But no matter 2,000 years
1: after 2,000 years after No matter how many now. sandwiches We give them They're still going to be there
0: We're not talking about sandwiches Salmon is not the issue here We're not talking about a sandwich We're just using that As a point here we're trying to say is reach out, the people that can do it, let them reach out to help the people that need the help.
1: But they haven't been doing it for two thousand years. That's where
0: the problem is. That's why the problem is still here. So if to do, if if they can only let's say put the foot on the door there and make and make a or up the ladder make the first step. Yeah, try. So do you think they, it's
1: just the people in power that are responsible for it or is it all of us?
0: Um I don't I'm not seeing the people in power are taking these people out of homes and throwing them on the streets. Well, in some cases they are. Right. But what I'm saying is it's it's actually misfortunate that there is so so many people lying on the streets that genuinely cannot help themselves. They're there. They're not there by choice and they can say all they want about uh, look, they choose this, they choose that, they choose the other. They didn't. Would you choose to be in a nice cosy house or a nice cosy apartment Yeah, which are light your electricity, your hot water and your showers and your food on your table. Or would you choose to be lying on the streets, starving or hunger, freezing cold. No, uh, not even a blanket to cover you, only a cardboard box. So where is the argument, get up and
1: help yourself?
0: Uh, The thing about it is, they might not be able to help themselves. Because they don't have the, let's say the mental state of mind is not in them anymore to get up and help themselves. They don't have the strength, the mental strength. To actually, get up and help themselves.
1: So, what, what they
0: need, they need someone to catch their hands and give them that lift, bring them up.
1: But there's loads of, let's say, homelessness in Dublin, there's loads of services that do stuff, you know, McFerries and no, there is good Focus people, Oil yes, that's right, there's
0: lots but of the good numbers people. are only getting bigger, yes. But that's that's where we need more help. So, but the more
1: help and so the God more, bless fundraising Peter they do. and
0: all the people that are helping them, they are, they are without a doubt doing great work. But in the 40 no or
1: 40 years that they've all been in existence... I know... In the 40 or 40 years that they've all been existence... Like know, yeah, all been existence yes. Housing, homeless oh Housing is still happening. Only
0: got, it's not still happening. It's got 10, 20 yeah, times worse. It has, yeah. Because why? Because the likes of, as you said, Peter, Father Peter... I actually met him last week, Father Peter McFerry, right? Him and all the, the St. Teresa Foundation in, in, in Meat Street... The little, what do you call it, penny dinners, is that? Yeah. Now, they're great, but they they can't. You ever heard a song, Feed the World? Yeah. Yeah? They can't feed the world. They're feeding what they can feed. They're looking after the people. They, on, they only have a certain amount of power and strength also, and resources, to help the people that they can. So I'm sure they're giving out their last, let's say their last dish to them, people, if you want. Do you understand? Like I said to you earlier on, if you can only, if you can only feed one person, it's better than feeding none at all. So they are looking after everybody that they can in their power, the power they have. So I'm sure if they had the power to double that, they probably would do the same also. So therefore, we need a, they need more more help, more support to help these people again. So if it's, a, if it's for instance, right, there's a thousand people on the street yeah. and they can only look after 500 people, which is a serious amount of people. We're just using that as an example, right? then it means that they need more support from the government to look after that other 500 people. Yes, so... Or it is going to still get worse and worse and worse and worse after that. What
1: do you mean by look after them?
0: Uh, Feed them, basically, for starters. Um, If they can put them into homes. When I say homes, like give them somewhere to live, basically. Um... Uh, another support them in whatever way they need support like food clothes homes but well, i think of. i
1: look i know like they 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 won't survive long without water they won't survive long without food but the thing that will actually help them get to out of that cycle of you know let's say it's rough sleeping or let's say it's uh, you know being on the streets of the capital city the thing that helps them get out of that beyond all the food and the water in the world and all the jackets and all the gloves and all the hats and all the conversations yeah. and all the love, yeah. the number one thing that they really, really contrive with is a home. A roof over their heads. That's it. Yeah. And it's not about uh, sandwiches and hot dinners and da 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 No, it's not, but it's part of it. It is. I think it's a very... It's a part of it. I think it's a very... It's a very important but small part because what would change it all... If you gave them 100 hot dinners in 100 days in a row, it's not going to change much for them. But if you gave them one house, one apartment, suppose and, and their own key, they can close the door, they can put their head in the pillow, yes. and they can sleep. That's a game changer.
0: And supposing then that they got the thought to help somebody else, you, and that somebody else tries to help somebody else, and the whole thing builds up from one person helping another to another to another... Eventually, the whole situation would be gone to come to an end. Yeah,
1: and like I don't think that, I don't think that we don't want to help people. I just think that we're too caught up in our own stuff. We're too caught up in our own lives. We have our own pressures, our own jobs, our own families, and our own this and that. And one of the reasons we have a council and we have a government Mm -hmm. is because uh, we pay those, we pay taxes into all of that system, and we expect our taxes to do basic things like hospitals, education and housing. But what we're not doing in this country is putting our taxes, what the government is not doing is putting those taxes into those basic things. Mm. That money that we're we're all paying, uh, that working people are paying, all those taxes, they're not going into having housing for all. They're going into having... Jobs for the boys and brown envelopes and clicks and gangster politicians and politicians that own hotels that are being paid money to house homeless people in those hell in, in those hotels. So there's a there's a bigger game, um, that sometimes we feel,
0: it's beyond us or we're powerless in it. Mm. Um, I think um I think money can fix a lot of problems. And if they say, if money can fix it, then it shouldn't be a problem. But there's no lack of money in this country. That's what I'm trying to say. If money if money can fix the problem, and while money can fix it, meaning it means there shouldn't be a problem.
1: But yet still the problem persists and it's was getting like worse. I was at a
0: meeting one time with the council and they, talk, and they said across the table, they said, um, like we were two hours at a meeting with them, yeah? And we were going on back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. And... One of the the members of the council, Dublin City Council, said, um, "But money is not a problem." So I said, "If if money is our problem, why are we sitting here at this table, contradicting and and disputing, even having a meeting here in the first place?" I said, "Because money is the root of the problem." I said, "I said the money basically that you that you got for specifically for travelers' accommodation, basically, if you like, right?" So. Therefore, put the hands in the pockets, and money again take out their money, and let them not be a problem. Because
1: so I think you're getting to the root of the thing here, right? Uh, they don't see travellers. Yeah, they don't see homeless, vulnerable people, women with kids sleeping in their cars. Not that they don't see them; they choose, mind, they choose
0: not to acknowledge. Bear in them. mind, bear in mind, we're not actually even talking about travelers here. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Because the majority of the of the people we're talking about, and I'm talking about the big, the big end of majority, are actually settled people that's on the streets. And what I find interesting—don't get me wrong—there is a, there is a few travelers. I know that for sure, but without a doubt. If there's if there's a thousand people in here if there's 500 people uh, sleeping on the streets I can guarantee you that 450 of them people are 90 percent of them is, and what's See happening
1: what what's happening is is that more and more and I think that this is possibly where it could change in this country um is that more and more of those people are working people are middle class people where they're being like we're, we're we're just to go you're just about to go into Uh, If we can believe the news and the reports, you know, another recession with food poverty and fuel poverty and all this type of stuff. Right. And the reason we're hearing about that is because more and more and more middle-class people are being affected by that. And I think that that's... It's possibly a good thing because it could force a change in this country where we no longer just see the poor working-class person or the traveller or the smelly... Rough sleeper. Yeah. That it's actually affecting the RTE listener. You know what I mean? That that part, that part portion of Ireland that has always considered, considered themselves safe. Yeah. They're no longer safe. Their contracts aren't safe. Their jobs aren't safe. Their houses aren't safe. Their mortgages aren't safe. They're probably getting kicked out of their house and they're forced to pay rent. Um, That's ridiculous. And they're kind of looking around going... I thought we lived in this amazing country that protected you if you paid your taxes. That you could get housing and education and good roads and hospitals. But we're realising that that's just all a bullshit game.
0: No, I tell you what. Now at, at this present moment, it's more about neglect than protect. Let's be honest about. They're not protected. They're neglected. That's what they are. Now I want to ask a question also, and I'm not comparing uh, any. And uh, one, look, I'm going to ask a question about a dog, right? I'm not comparing dogs with human beings, okay? Yeah. If um, how many stray dogs would you see down on the streets, of Dublin? Stray? Uh, very, you, very would rare. Ever, would very, you ever see one? Very rare. If you went into, into Dublin city ten times, uh, say, would you see a dog at least once? No.
1: You'd probably see one dog in ten times.
0: If if, if. you see them, yeah, right. Um, why do we have no stray dogs in Dublin? I feel a joke coming on here. No, it's not. I a don't joke. know. Go on. Because if there was a stray dog around Dublin, the RSPCA would be called straight away. Okay, yeah. That dog would be lifted and brought into care and fed and washed and looked after and homed. Am I right?
1: Uh, I would hope that you're right But I, I have so. heard
0: stories of, of But I think I'm right
1: Yeah, I have had heard stories of, of You know right. People keeping kennels And treating dogs brutally But I get, no, you, no, get no, your no, point
0: No, 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 we're not going there we're not, I'm not, I'm not This is only a different yeah, thing yeah, We're talking yeah. about here
1: That the RSPCA would come in would, or the OSPCA or Whatever it is Come in Without Take doubt, the dog Feed them And, uh, and rightly so Because yeah, animals Shelter, animals, water, have food. After them.
0: Um Now um, Why can they not do these things With the people who are sleeping on the streets?
1: Uh, because uh, send, I, send. I think part of it is we don't judge dogs and, and we don't, we're not thinking that drug, dog is going to go off and, and buy no, drugs Are or drink. we
0: saying, yeah, but are we, yeah, you're right about that. Are we saying that we're going to look after a dog better that's on the street than, than a human being? Is that what they're, they're, they're actually saying?
1: Uh, it's
0: silent. I know it's done in silence, but it's probably the truth.
1: Yeah, I, I totally, now, get, that's I no I totally get your point. Don't get me if wrong. Have you seen somebody. Kicking the shite out of, of, of a rough sleeper, on or a street sleeper on the streets versus somebody kicking the shite out of a dog. Yeah, I think there'd be more reaction to the dog.
0: Yeah, as I said, dogs. Of course, you have to respect dogs. Everyone loves dogs, basically, and I, now, rightly so. Look after the dogs, yes, but you don't see the dogs wandering the streets because if you do, they're brought, they're put into a the van, they're brought off, they're washed, looked after, fed, you name it, and homed, where they won't do it with with human beings. There's a human being lying on the street there. Why not send a van out there with a couple of lads, talk to them, try and make make sense to them, explain to them, look, we have a place to bring you. You get some food. You get this place to sleep and all that sort of stuff. So here's and if they've done he... that step by step, yeah, eventually there'll be no people living on the streets.
1: So here's very, very here's why our our equivalent of that would be hostels, putting people in hostels, yeah. Like a dog sanctuary is, is the equivalent would be put a person in a hostel. Yeah, but the
0: hostels, they, they know that hostels are
1: not solving the problem. Okay, so one of the reasons the hostels, I feel, aren't solving the problems is because they're privatised. They're run by these private companies who want to sa- make money and save money yeah. and have no overheads but making loads of profit. Yes. And they're running uh, a bare bones operation. And they're treating people worse than animals in in, in some situations. Right. Like I know a fella recently, uh, he's 50 years of age, and he told me uh, he was uh, homeless. And I advised him to register as homeless and go into the hostels. And he was shiting himself to go into the hostels. He was afraid to go into it. He was really petrified to go in because of the stories that he heard. And I said, look, the way the game is now, you kind of have to go into a hostel. He went into a hostel and I met him there the other day. And it was like he was traumatised. It was like he had uh, it was like he had culture shock or something like that or he had PTSD from a war. He was he was gaunt. He was grey. He was tired. He didn't look like he got got sleep at all. And this was from being in a hostel. Like, and he said, you know, being in these hostels was turning them angry and racist and all this type of stuff because he was seeing that him as a, a, a man who grew up here, born here, paid taxes here was just Treated like a number But didn't exist here Didn't exist In their eyes He basically was just a number on a sheet Number 11 Okay There's a bed for you uh, uh, In that room there uh, I don't care who you're in there with
0: Something you see in, in films That was made 150 years ago Yeah
1: Something like Oliver
0: Like Oliver Twist I remember back about It was 2000 2004, 2005 right you might remember when a lot of Romanians influxed into Ireland, yeah? Yeah. And they were all, do you know the the big M50 um, roundabout there, yeah? Here at Ballymun. In Ballymun here, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were all living, say, around, in around in that roundabout, there was, there was a lot of them there. I heard
1: a story of a, that lads would arrive in into the airport and they'd go out to the taxi man and they'd go, Ballymon roundabout. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my Romanian accent. Ballymun, it's the only words in the English they had. <laughs> there Somebody a, must have texted back and went, <laughs> oh, God. here's what you say me. when you get to Dublin airport. Yeah, Ballymun
0: roundabout. And that was their home. Yeah. But it was their home.
1: So what Martin is describing is, there's a big roundabout at the junction of... Um, the, uh, uh, XF4, yeah. Yeah, Ballymun, XF4, Ballymon and the M50. Huge big roundabout. And, and, and I'm sure people remember this. And there's, there's uh, slopes on it. And A bit of space where you could, there's a lot of bushes there, basically, like a shelter thing. So, these people had basically set up a camp in there, yeah, they made made out pallets, like, yeah, and tarpaulin.
0: Well, travelers done it 30 years ago, 35 years ago, so they, they probably got a few tips from that, anyway. Back in 2004, 2005, yeah, that's when they all sort of, as I said, influxed into Ireland, right? Um, but a lot of them made camp there at that roundabout, yeah. They used to come out in on the streets, you know, the the traffic lights would be down further, down towards the Valley mon Road, and they stand there, and of course the hands were out for a couple of bottles. and you would always give them all your two if you had it. But so what I done one time then I went down to um, say the big sh- supermarket shop, there, uh, yeah, and there was all um, there was all sleeping bags, and tents and stuff like that there. So I went in and I I filled up two uh two trolleys of it. They were actually Romanians, but they were like, genuinely poor, without a doubt. Yeah, I don't know what their, their, their financial status, status <laughs> is now, probably a lot lot better, I don't know. But anyway, so and then I paid like, say, 400 for a load of uh, sleeping bags for them. You did? Yeah. Is this your own pocket? Yeah, I could just about afford it, but they were worse off than I was, so I thought, no man, they need a little bit of help, like. No, uh, well, well, the the moral of the story is when I get to the end of it, yeah? Yeah. Um so what I done was then I brought one or two uh young lads in with me, and we topped up like three um three or four trolleys of food basically. So we got that into all bags, all separate bags for them, yeah? And then I so gave them a few bob at the same time, yeah? To be honest, which I could barely genuinely barely afford it, like. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, it goes up anyway, and we pulled up on the on the footpath beside the fence. There's like a railing that's going around out there. Mm-hmm. And next, they all came out. So, I passed them all in the... I didn't go inside the fence now. I waited outside the fence. Yeah. And I passed them all in the food, the bags of food, and uh, the what do you call it, the sleeping bags and stuff. So, while I was just handing all that stuff into them, i some of them a few bob as well, yeah? Just something I felt like doing. What I felt good about so next, the guards pulled in behind me, didn't they? Right. And asked, what were we doing? So I told him, I said, look, I'm giving them sleeping bags I bought down the there, so in the store and alleys down there. And I said, uh, a bit of food, I said, is what, is what they need, like that there. So he said to me, look, I said, you can't do that. Well, <laughs> well, There's rules in this country. Yeah. But I said, um, why can I not do that? Well, he said, you're only going to be keeping them here. Well, I said, look, I said, that won't be my problem, I said. Yeah, they are here. I said, they are here now, I said. And I said, I'm out of here too, I said. But I said, look, I felt like they need to give them a bit of food, I said, and a few sleeping bags, I I'm sure, so that's what they need most of all right now this minute, I said. Probably need homes or whatever, I said, but look, I said, I can't. Don't be encouraging them to stay here. I said, I can yeah, I can't do anything about that. But I said, look, I said, you won't see me up here anymore anyway, I said, look, I'm out of here. But he said to me, also, I said, it's very, very dangerous, he said. He said, few people have stopped here, he says, and they're passing food to them, he said, And what's happened is, he said, they're all running out. It's sort of long grabbing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All long wanting, grabbing. Long grabbing, yeah. They all want to get get what they can kind of thing. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? as quick give me as that. They, give me that quick. As quick as they can, you know what I mean? So he said, if they run out in that road there, he said, he said they could get knocked down with a car. So he was right. He, did, he made a good point, like. Yeah. So, I said, look, I said, you won't have to worry about that now anymore. For me, I said, you do not have to worry about it, I said. I said, I just don't know what I felt like I needed to do, I said. But I said, I won't be coming back up here anymore, I said. I said, cheerio. Said, I because guess. of what he said? Uh, no, I didn't. Re- look at. It, I wouldn't be able to do something like that every day oh, or yeah, even yeah, every yeah. week anyway. I spent broke. like uh Honestly, I spent about, say, eight and maybe nine hundred euros on them.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it all come from you or is it For a few me, years? From me, Yes.
0: It was my life savings. No, and I poured it into <laughs> and I poured it into them. <laughs> it wasn't your life savings, was it? anyway, look, at it. I don't know what I could do for them. How many that? of them was there? Oh, there was about. I'd say there could be at the time. Yeah, there could be maybe sixteen or seventeen, maybe maybe up to twenty of them. I'd say.
1: And men, women, children.
0: There was men, women, and children. It was the children that you mostly pity, like. You know and what mean?
1: brought your what What brought you to do that?
0: Because that was a role I would always use. Yeah. And you would see them walking from there into, down to the Ballymun garage, basically, and back up along. So it just came to me attention just to do something. No, I know it, I know it came to your attention, but why? No, this is this what I'm trying to say, how it came to me attention. Didn't I, uh, was I in um, Aldi's store and was looking for tools. I think it was a drill or something I was looking for. And I spotted all the sleeping bags. So I said, look at me, I said, them, basically them people up there would like some of them sleeping bags, basically. You know what I mean? Chances are they probably couldn't afford them, I you know what I'm saying. So I went home anyway and I came back down anyway in the van and we just loaded the van up with sleeping bags.
1: No, you're not getting to the why. Why bother? What are you doing? Why are you spending your own money on them? Uh, this is this is what I was getting at.
0: Ask me why. Because um, chances are they were hungry. They were definitely homeless. They might have had nowhere to sleep only under the the few trees that was there basically around their roundabout they were homeless they were hungry they were cold i can't say they were lonely because there was a good feeling in there together you see yeah do you know what i mean but anyway they were over excited to see basically get a few bits and pieces like, they'd <laughs> delighted to get a few bits lovely but it done me good also yeah yeah i felt i felt good about about doing something simple like that it was i i i thought it was very nice to see it's not all about helping ourselves uh, every time you know what i mean you can actually uh, feel goodness of trying to help somebody else also Do you know? I don't know if you feel that way or if everybody feels that way, but I felt that way.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing. So, when I was finished, I felt
0: like I had a good deed done, didn't I?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing when you do something... I didn't
0: get no Blue Peter Pager tap in the background because I wasn't looking for that. (laughs) No, but I think
1: the thing, the feeling is that you, I think you feel more connected to humanity when you do something like that. Um, And, you know, sometimes... You could question your motives or oh, why am I doing this or oh, why am I helping these people and I think for me it's well, you're connecting to your, to your humanity. You're doing something that well, makes, yeah, that makes know, other people feel human and that has a knock on effect that makes you feel human as well.
0: Yeah it does and also you might uh, you might also do these little things because because thanks be to God you feel like I felt more fortunate than what they did if you know what I'm saying. So that also made me feel good as well.
1: And you've, and you've helping, obviously helping had experience. Someone that was lesser. Uh, you've obviously had had experience or known through the history of traveller people what it must be like to be literally living on the side of the road. Well,
0: we had, we done a podcast here a few weeks ago about this. Well, it was actually my mother and say my relatives and that, where to, living was, um, where they had to knock on people's doors and ask for this and ask, beg for this and beg for that. And that was the reality of it. So maybe that was a bit of motivation. I don't. I'm not sure. Look, if someone needs a bit of help, and you can help them without putting yourself into any kind of danger, I don't think there's any harm in trying to help a little bit. I think it's actually a good thing to do, and I think it's what we're meant to do as human beings: help each other out a little bit, no matter how, no matter how little it is, because every little bit helps anyway. Sometimes that little can mean a lot. It might be a little to you, but it might be a lot to somebody else.
1: What has been going on in my head for the last couple of weeks while we're recording this is why? Why are we recording? It? Why are we having these conversations? Is it just to have? Is it just to have a bit of crack? Is it just to talk to each other, um, or is there is there something bigger? Um, or a reason or a purpose for doing these well, Let's hope there
0: might be, but you said to me when, um, when we were starting this off, you said to me it's very, very rarely that you get a traveller man and a country man having conversations on a podcast.
1: It's very rare. You see? It's very rare. It's very rare that a traveller man talks... Like not 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 like talks has conversations chats to people and so on, but talks openly and honestly as much as you can as a traveller. Yeah, traveler but there's
0: band. only one thing that I'm missing here, Dean, as a traveller, man. Ah we can't have the campfire in this building here.
1: Well, we could record around the campfire. <laughs> we could record up in St. Margaret's. If
0: We uh, we could record, we if could we record had the numbers of family. If we had the campfire here now and the old kettle around, that would definitely make me feel old-fashioned, wouldn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we had your mammy here, we could, the huh? three of us could have a talk.
0: We'd talk no, the hell off a hammer. Who knows, should we get, her, if we get her talking, we never get her to show up. <laughs> I'm telling you.
1: Now, wouldn't that and be the show?
0: And then she, if you contradict her, she'll be looking for a fight. <laughs>
1: so what, what, I'm, what I'm interested in is, is, is yeah, Beyond me and you having a conversation, which I think is a great thing, and I think people are getting an insight into, uh, definitely into the traveller way of life, the traveller culture through you. Um, but you're also helping me explore what the things uh, we have as humans in common. Beyond, you know, whether I'm an Irish man or you're an Irish man or you're a traveller or whatever. Beyond that, we all and everybody listen to this. We're all human. Uh, I think the less that we see each other as uh, rich, pl- poor, black, white, gay, homeless, and we just see each other as
0: human. We don't have to be rich to help somebody else out. That's one. That's one thing that I don't think anybody has to be.
1: So what? What uh, the point I was making was regardless of how much you have or how little you have, we're all
0: human. This
1: is regardless what this of, is what I was trying to say. Regardless of if you are homeless or uh, Romanian, or
0: Irish, or Black, or Jewish. Yeah. We're all human. Yeah, that's what I was saying, trying to say earlier on when you cut me off about three times, yeah? No problem. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Right. Uh, you were saying about why, why would you do this? Yeah. Yeah, because you're actually shown... You're shown your human side, basically. And also, you're dealing with another human also. You're literally dealing with yourself, in a sense, but human being basically and the human side of it uh, but they're just a little bit worse off than what you are. What do you mean? What I mean what I was talking about earlier on when um, you asked me uh, about you, know, you asked me in different words could I afford to Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I'm, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying I could afford it. One might say if you couldn't afford it how would you do it? Just because you do it doesn't mean you can actually afford it. You do it from the goodness of your heart for starters. If you decide not to do it, then that's still your, your own choice whether you can afford it or not, if it makes any sense.
1: Yeah, so the, the question I'm asking is more related to this podcast and these conversations that we're we're having. Beyond me and you having conversations about various topics or maybe even having guests on after episode 10 and inviting different people in, I think um, there's something bigger that we can offer to people. Um, and I think as a traveller man, you talking here with me, you can have conversations or you can say things or we can tease tease things out or explore things that don't get explored uh, in this country uh, between travellers and certain people or between between travellers and travellers.
0: I agree with that, but the thing about it is, um, I think I said this before, there's things that travellers will talk about and there's things that travellers won't talk about. And as a traveller man, yes, there's things I won't talk about. Uh, because it'd be very embarrassing for me to talk about certain things. Yeah. Not only would I be embarrassing myself, I'd probably be embarrassing people around me as well. Uh, like, to be going, so, what's, gee, what's wrong with this fellow? Is he, is he cracking up or something? Is he going mad or what?
1: What do you mean? Well, I
0: can tell you now that I'm not going mad, for starters. I'm not cracking up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, there's certain explorations there that I probably wouldn't even venture into.
1: I think I think given given time, I would hope that you will. I think that you're grown yeah, in confidence and courage.
0: Maybe in, in in twenty years time, I won't I think be
1: in 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 twenty podcasts. I time.
0: I'm thinking twenty years time, I won't be as shy as I am now. Is <laughs> it <laughs> shyness? You think? Uh, I don't know. At uh, sometimes you're trying to say, look, are you ashamed? Or are you I don't know if it's shame or are you embarrassed? Is the same word it is? Uh, similar, isn't it? Similar. similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so you might say yes, I'd be I do be embarrassed to talk about certain things. Are
1: you are you embarrassed or concerned about what people think about you doing
0: this uh, podcast? yes, I'd l i would also I am concerned about what people think about me also. Travel and now then there's a lot people. of people that I don't care what they think about me. Yeah. Considering that I'm not doing anything wrong, if you know what I'm saying. But if I'm doing something right, and people still want to, uh, let's say, talk about me or badmouth me for one reason or another, well, then that's their problem. That's not my problem. So why are you concerned the about? The problem li- lies within them. I'd be concerned about if I was uh, if I was doing something if I was saying something wrong, and they talk, then I would know I gave them reason to talk.
1: Yeah, but you're 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 careful about what you Go say. Go on, Dean. Ask
0: me all the tricky questions. Say, why do you get it out?
1: we we'll get it all out now. Then you're careful yeah. about what you say. So, I'm, not, I'm
0: trying to be careful about what I say, yes.
1: But uh, I think sometimes you're too careful in this because yeah, you don't want realise, to offend anybody. I
0: realise that, yeah.
1: You, you don't want to offend anybody. What, what I'm saying is no matter but that, what... For me,
0: that's a lifetime motto though. No
1: matter what you say, you could talk about any to- topic, we could talk about any topic here and I guarantee you somebody somewhere will be offended by it.
0: It's possible. But, not
1: even that is possible. it's possible. It's a guaranteed fact. Yeah, no matter but. what we say and how much we explore stuff, somebody somewhere will be offended by it for
0: instance if I said something on this podcast now tonight just this evening yeah Yeah. and somebody was offended by it well I would like I would like the opportunity to explain that look it wasn't like this or it wasn't like that and if you're offended I apologise if I'm say talking and I think I'm talking a bit of sense and that person still gets whoever it might be gets offended well then I think that's through their own ignorance ignorance then so I would have no need to apologise
1: and what I'm saying is, I think you're talking sense most of the time. Most of what you say. No, you mean you,
0: you mean to say senseless?
1: No, I think you're talking sense most of the time. Oh, sorry. I don't think you words come out of your mouth where it's just rubbish, or you're just talking to fill fill the space. Or I do not used see me when,
0: No, but you should see me when I'm not being careful. I talk all the
1: rubbish now that anybody Do gonna you? Talk, yeah. So why do you come on here and? No, I tell about? you what.
0: I think. Um, I think there's a part of my life now being careful about what I say and what I don't say. Now, that's not making me a saint or perfect. I I can tell you that for sure. I sometimes make a mess of myself too with with stupid words. But I do know one thing for sure. If I, matter who I'm around, I'll always try to maybe, apart from slagging and jibing and messing and stuff like that, being sarcastic, I do a lot of that, right? Um, I'll always try to sort of be respectful and kind. That is one of my main mottos in life.
1: And what I'm saying is, no matter how it's, it's to a treat stick,
0: people, but... It's to treat people how you'd like to be treated. You can't... Uh, as I said again, we're not perfect here, probably never will be. We won't always get it right, okay? We all make mistakes, yeah? Look at my ears, do here's I? My ears are red, red and black and blue sometimes. All the clatters. <laughs> <laughs> so how could I be right? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's good to actually... Uh, at least try. We're not going to be get it right, but try to get it right. And... No matter who you're around whoever whoever it is might be, treat them with respect if you can. Well, I,
1: uh, but my point is no matter how much careful or respectful or you know y- you are yes um I guarantee you, yeah no matter what you say and how respectful you are yeah.
0: somebody's gonna get offended you're right about that because it's not I think that that's none of our business no I tell you why you're right about that because I've had um had lots of friends through the years still have lots of friends, lots of good friends. Who have respect for me, and I have respect for them the same way, but then there was that odd one or two who I, who I genuinely, and widely thought was nice people and was good friends of mine, and yet, happened to be bad about me, but I obviously you hear things back, like you know what I mean, through the years, like you know what I mean, and I just overlook it, I don't hold, uh, I try not to hold grudges, I try to still, even if when if a safe friend's right. Dean's a buddy of mine and I hear Dean says such a thing and Dean d- said this and Dean said that. I'd still talk to you next day or the day after or a month after or a year after when i see you. I wouldn't hold that against you basically because the reason is I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. We all make mistakes. I'm not perfect either and I'm definitely not perfect. And I am there's times when I am liable to make a speech or a comment about somebody and realising, oh, I shouldn't have said that, it's not fair, because that person, that is not the truth, or maybe I shouldn't have said it for one reason or another, or I'm sort of, like, in my own mind, I'm sorry for saying that now, because that's not a kind of thing to say about somebody. Yeah. No, any kind of things. I know it's all foolish, but there's still things that we all can slip up on sometimes without realising it. Yeah, absolutely. Did that ever happen? Did you ever make a silly comment about somebody? I you realize, made one recently to, to, have said to, to,
1: to people that I that I kind of thought I knew, but I don't know. And I made a comment and it was taken up entirely the wrong way. And I got bollocking over it. I got, you know, I got told, you know, look, what you said there was totally inappropriate. Um, now, what, what was... What was coming out of my mouth at the time, the intention wasn't to be appropriate. And what I'm saying is, no matter what you say or what your intention is or how careful you are or how how quick-lipped uh, you are or how carefree you are or what you say, somebody somewhere will always be offended by it. and... Yeah, they call critics. Yeah, but, but just, not even critics, but just...
0: It's it's just human nature.
1: You cannot control how people pick you up or hear you or hear the words or the message that you're saying. It's beyond their control. Once it leaves your lips, it's like an artist painting a picture. Mm. Once the the, the oil goes on to the canvas, it's none of his business anymore. And he cannot control how people see
0: it. Well, there's one sure thing, there's one thing for sure that. We can't, uh, we can't stop people from talking, let's put it that way, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, of course though, because here, yeah, a person could be the far side of the world talking about you. Can you stop that person from talking if they're the far side of the world?
1: Absolutely not, and it's none of our
0: business. No, that's right, exactly. It's none of it. So what so, I'm saying is
1: we should feel free to say the things that we feel compelled to say, regardless of whether or not somebody's offended or not. Because if we were to if we were to concern ourselves with everybody and what they talk about us all the time, we would be backed into a corner and saying Yeah, say but we nothing. still
0: have to. Uh, I think in my my perspective, anyway, I think we still have to respect people at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. But if 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 we listen to what I everybody can't just said, go on
0: here and bad mouth everybody you know, all around but me. If we listen to even to my good said, friends, we,
1: we would be backed into a corner and we'd actually yeah. Be saying I understand
0: nothing. that we do. Yeah, but that doesn't that still doesn't say we don't that we don't need to be careful we still need to be careful what we talk about and who we talk about and what we say about people. Because uh, one, that then that would sound like we're intentionally out there to hurt somebody or uh, or upset people. Yes. And I don't think that's a fair thing to do. So I think that gives me reason to say yes, I do still need to be careful what I talk about. Yeah. I you might so. see that because you're probably thick, you know what I mean?
1: No, I'm only half as thick as you. But I think that there's a balance mm-hmm. to find between saying too much and just running them out and saying nothing. I think podcasts and exploring these last 10 episodes, we're finding what the balance is for me and you. Because I know that yeah, there's topics... Yeah, but there
0: can be a balance on things if we know what we're talking about for I starters. I know there's
1: topics, Martin, that if I bring up, and you've done this during this uh, thing, and I've done it as well, but yes. like you've mentioned stuff to me, and I've can, we can't really bring that up in this topic or in this conversation or in this podcast. And I've said stuff to you, and you, I would see you physically being uncomfortable saying you know I can't talk about that type of stuff.
0: It's yeah, it's not in a childish way, no. But the thing about it is, when we started off on these uh podcasts, yeah, yeah. I did say, look, there is things that I will talk about as a traveller man, and I said there's things that I won't talk about. Yeah. Now I say there's things I can't talk about. Yeah, very now, good, yeah. It's not like it's uh I'm under a hidden contract from the traveller community here and like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that. It sounds like they're going to to me ahead here, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. That that Martin it's just that, a bit
1: been on that tell the settled people all their
0: secrets. It's just that I have to, uh, I have to show my respect to the traveller community. Also, to be honest about. Yeah. Because like I don't want every Tom, Nick and Harry saying, "Gee, what's this fella going on about? He's making a show of us here. Why?" He's, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's talking rubbish. The truth as you is,
1: said, it, is he cracking up? Is he losing? The
0: truth is, that probably half of it, I don't know what I'm talking about. But at least I'm owning up to it. <laughs> but at least you're talking. You you have had the courage. And I talked,
1: to, I talked to you about courage a couple of weeks ago um, when we were having a private conversation. You have the courage of using your voice for something. And I think you're starting to realise what that something is. Beyond having a friendly conversation with a, with a settled fella or a country man, you're realising that potentially there are difficult conversations that need to be had in Ireland or with travelling people or with settled people that me and Dean could possibly have. Um, because we know the situation in this country isn't perfect. And one of the reasons we do podcasts is to have a bit of crack, have a bit of banter, talk about bits and bobs, but also talk about the stuff that's difficult to talk about.
0: Yeah, sometimes things are difficult to talk about. But it depends what kind of knowledge you have about these things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or what, side of an, what sort of an insight you have to this kind of, uh, whatever the topic might be. Sometimes uh, we could go up on a topic and I mightn't have a clue what I'm talking about. But I think you're learning. And if I don't, it means it's probably, could be down to lack of education, lack of intelligence. Or it could be down to have a lack of anything, being honest with you, in a sense where, look, I'm not aware of this or I'm not aware of that. I don't know much about that, so that's where in the in the in the in the next few um, podcasts, yeah, we're going to be talking about you and your culture, and the countryman's culture, and where the countryman came from, where he started off, and all that sort of stuff.
1: And also having guests on. What what type of guests? Would yeah, you be well, interested? I think
0: that'd be interesting. You know what I'm saying. What type of guests would you be interested in? Having um, on? I'd like uh, maybe guests who'd. I know basically everybody has a story to tell. Okay. Yeah. I'd like somebody who would um, sort of tell a, a bit of their life story kind of thing. I don't know who we're going to be able to get on here. I'd like, I'd like to say maybe <laughs> I'd mention all the guests that I could. But it all depends how far we can reach out there. You know what I'm saying? It, does, it To me, it doesn't make a difference if it's a, if it's a traveler man or a settled man. Maybe a storyteller or a singer or film actor or somebody, something like that. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Uh, man, woman, child. We'll
0: uh, we'll probably um, talk to Tom Cruise, will we? <laughs> man, woman, child. Does it matter to you? No, all I'm saying is, uh, there's no point in having a child, because I wouldn't know what to talking about. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think you're going to be childish there, really, you know? <laughs> I'd say you'll have a bit of crack with, say, the lads, because... Who's um, the lads now? Uh, any, anyone, any lads you want to bring on. Any, uh, anybody, huh? Who would
1: you like to bring on? Uh,
0: Jeff. I'd love to get Jeff on because I know Jake, Jeff can stag you to death. <laughs> He's good. You can't handle him.
1: So Jeff is one of our listeners. Jeff is
0: one of the lads, yeah.
1: Um, so the awkward question I'm having, and I've, I've, I've said this to you privately, is... Um,
0: you are saying, Dean, I know what you're going to say. Go on. You said it before, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Say it again, because I'm just giving no, you the I'm gonna freedom let you, I'm going to give you the space to say it now. Go on, I don't want to be wrong, so let me know.
1: Okay, I'm talking about to having a woman on.
0: Yeah, go on, but you're talking about traveller woman, is that right?
1: A, a traveller woman, a settled woman, oh, right. an Fair older enough. woman, a younger woman, I, any woman.
0: I did explain this before to you, and it's yeah. probably never going to happen, getting a young traveller woman on this show. I can guarantee you that. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm 100% woman? certain of that. What about a young, a young uh, Maybe sometime if we got, uh, do you know, do you remember one time you come around the site and you were talking to the, the older women? Remember like my mother and the other old lady across the site as well? Yeah. Did you find that interesting? Their, their sort of chats, or, depending yeah, on what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. like. Yeah. But would you like a like a genuinely good conversation with them now? I think that'd be good. Because the things I was telling you, remember how we had a chat here about travellers and, say, Traveller's tradition and stuff like that, and I talked about, say, when my mother got married and all that, I gathered all that from her. Do you get what I'm saying? So, basically, she just blew me out of the water, to be honest with
1: you. <laughs> she talked the hell out so of she
0: would, uh, she would have a great conversation about that kind of stuff, but it's only a matter of just, if she, only if she was willing to we'd Probably have to bring the studio to her and her instead of bringing her to the studio.
1: I'll sweet talk her. I think, I think your ma'll be well able I for mean, it. I yeah. I think she'd be well up for it,
0: yeah. But you interviewed her before, and she seemed to be okay with that, yeah. Yeah, she get the shawl on there and she's all cozy,
1: yeah. Once she gets warmed up, I think she's grand. She'll get into a conversation, she, yeah. She's talked for ages, like, um, but I'm, I'm going so, back, I'm going, I'm going to push the point. A young, settled woman,
0: a young, settled woman, I don't know, Dean. She. um. She a film star or here's, something? Here's here's, here's <laughs> someone I'm going to throw out. Thank you very much.
1: Hey, here's someone I'm going to throw out. In this country, recently, uh, young Kelly Harrington from the the inner city has shown uh, excellence in our field and really been an ambassador for you know working class communities and so on. I would be fascinated and intrigued for me, you, and her to sit down for an hour and a half and have a conversation. Would, right? Would that interest you?
0: Uh, you're Dean, you're putting me in the spot now, you know? I, I? am,
1: yeah. yeah. Why, why shouldn't I? We're ten podcasts so, in. I'm going to put you on the spot.
0: Call the lads in here; tell them it's going to be a fight. Will you? It's not all <laughs> going to be lads. We're going to have
1: to get over that. We will have men sitting here. Please God. But we we'll, and we we'll also think the have older, traveller women. But we we'll also think, have younger women as well. I
0: think the best thing to do, uh, Dean. You didn't say yes or
1: no, then. Instead
0: of falling from the top of the ladder, <laughs> I think ah. we start from the from the bottom. Yeah, yeah, and move up along. How was that? Ke-
1: you're saying Kelly, you're the, the you're
0: the type of guy, Dean, that would break a man's confidence like that. Why because you're you pushing Straight into the deep end I think that, that I think that you would What's that phrase
1: I think you'd get in And start swimming I think yeah. you'd be great at it I think I don't know I think doing one of them You would break that uh, Resistance that you
0: have Dean you, you never answered me A question earlier on Did you Go on I asked you Did you ever Take the time And stop And try to help A homeless person
1: uh, I have. You're yeah. weekly
0: yourself out of that three times. No,
1: I, I just changed. We we talked about that, and I'm moving it on to now. We are going from zero from podcast one to podcast ten. Me and you have yeah. explored all types of conversations.
0: Um, but we really want to talk about homeless stuff, didn't we? Because it's a uh, let's say I don't know how to explain it, but I have a sort of passion for it. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we've had we talked about that have, this like, we talked and about that this week, and we talked about it the the previous weeks as well. Like but from now. This is episode 10. We've had 10 episodes to get to know each other. Yeah. And you know that the next evolution of this podcast is that we invite guests in. Right. And we will invite a number of male guests in. But after a while, we will inevitably need to take the next brave step. You never answer my question, Dean. Call, call your this mother is in. Four
0: times you got out of this question, right? <laughs> Go ahead, answer it.
1: Uh, yes I have I've yep. helped many You have Many people Not just me. Because homeless. you
0: give me the impression A few times that you are you wouldn't be one For helping uh, Helping people who are down now Kind of thing in a sense where Just a little When I ask you to Set them up a new car A new house Or I give them a bank account Are you talking about yourself? No you We're talking about you no, oh, yeah, Are you need... talking about you being if you're, you're, you're the person who's, who needs help? If you can do that for me I wouldn't mind Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say no What are you looking for? I don't mind how out a cup or a hat <laughs> Answer the question would you is, be willing to help A homeless person on the street I've done it many times Have you Yeah That's good Give me an example
1: When you mean help them uh, What do you mean do you,
0: know, you know you know, what you remind me of right now Go on You told me here a few weeks ago On the podcast yeah You had 27,000 friends in Ballymun <laughs> I asked you to name one of them <laughs> Oh, and you couldn't even name one. You <laughs> you're name a stuttering one.
1: fool. You're a stuttering now fool. Now I'm saying, Dean, you'll crumble under investigation. Huh? <laughs> uh, huh? I don't want to blow my own trumpet, uh, and I know that you're trying to wiggle out of another conversation that I started five minutes ago about my yeah, guests on. Uh, look, this is episode 10. Uh, <laughs> you, you know it helped me off. loads of people. Yeah, I us, you, you, you know you know that it helped loads of people. Yeah, blushing you know, there you now know that. Angry. okay. You know that I can't walk past a person without feeling something or you know wanting to help people. Um you, you know that. And I know that about you as well. That's not the question here. The question here is where are we going with our conversations? And I think that we're heading into really interesting territory. I
0: think we're going right into bankruptcy right now as we as we, talk, as we speak. <laughs> Goodbye. I think, I, think, I think
1: that we, we should show uh, humility. We should show courage. We should be honest with each other. We should be not fearless, but we should be brave. Um, and we should have a bit of crack. And we should go places that most... Most people in podcasts like this haven't. See, the, thing, the difference is, haven't right? gone before. A conversation between uh, a countryman and a traveller man. There, there are very rare things in this country.
0: Yeah, that's right. So you should treasure this. Cause oh, I, could, I do. Because I, cause I could sack you any minute. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, what you were going to say? Uh, every time I was going to say something, you just yap, 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 and then I just lose my head again. <laughs> huh? So um yeah you're right about that, but it's probably very rare about the traveller and the countryman. But you have to you have to think, um what traveller wants to hang around with you, Dean? Who who, who wants to I think you actually really <laughs> enjoy my company. <laughs> are, you,
1: are you having are you having fun doing these this is uh, Um
0: I actually enjoy the chat, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. We're having here a chat, isn't it? I like the chats, yes. Uh
1: what do you like about
0: them? Um Well, what I was saying to you was a minute ago, the difference with the countryman the traveller is the countryman is more open to what he talks about um myself as a traveler I'm not as yeah not as open as uh, as, as I sh- probably should be with conversations or maybe I don't know don't want to be but back again to the one thing there's things that the countryman will almost talk about anything am i right it could be yes yeah, some,
1: sometimes they talk too much
0: i know that I, I, i've learned that from you yeah but the traveller man is. Uh, that was a little dig. Yeah, he um just things I said earlier on. He doesn't want to talk about. He's embarrassed to talk about. Now I'm speaking for myself here, right? The best, yeah. the best way I say it, and I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of travellers the same thing, yeah. So there's no point in me uh, trying to say to you, Dean. Yeah, Dean, we can talk about anything you want here. That probably won't happen on my side of it.
1: I think you are open to having conversations that yeah I don't mind you would conversa-
0: have had no but listen I, as I said earlier on the, the we're missing the campfire here right yeah right I can talk about absolutely anything as long as it's within reason,
1: <laughs> is he? I'll have any. I'll have any car so, once it's black. So,
0: based, I'm on the one that's tamped down here. You, you have all the freedom,
1: and I'm encouraging you. And one of the reasons you know this, one of the reasons you're sitting in this room, is because you can see that freedom in front of you. Yeah, and but also, and you're also, interested in it.
0: Also, the other thing about it is also right. Um, I think I have more responsibilities than y- what you have.
1: Y- yes, you do.
0: I have more. I think I have more concerns than what you have. And you've shown you you've you've proven that to me because you 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 yap 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 and you don't care what you say what you don't say, whereas I'm trying to think of look at others. I'm not even going there like you're saying. Yeah, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to put myself in this situation that situation. I'm going to try at least.
1: I think that's what I think you
0: are trying. So I'm being sort of more careful than what you are.
1: But I think you're being more courageous than
0: than I am as well. But maybe I am in a different sense. Yeah. You're like definitely taking here. more
1: risks here than I am.
0: That's the point I'm trying to make to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely so, more that's what it means. There's
1: definitely more to lose on your end than there is on my end. But yeah. I think
0: there's more to gain for you as well. It depends what you want to... As I said, it depends what, what the conversation is or where it leads to. So, that's why I told you on our next podcast, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about the country, man. We're going to talk about his history. And I hope you know. I hope you know some of us.
1: Well, the next podcast we have our guests. We have a fourth. Don't guests.
0: just tell me about Bali Mungus. I'm, I'm sick of listening to you. The about next
1: podcast, which is eleven, we have our fourth
0: guest. Hopefully, yes. So Hopefully, don't jump. Don't jump on the on the on the what you call the wagon there yet. No, we've we done. Need... We've done. We've done ten. Yeah, but let's hope we get someone to say yes. We're ready. We we will. Can you catch someone? Are you going to kidnap somebody? What's going to happen? <laughs> so the next one, you have to ask people first. Will you come into our podcast episode eleven? They either say yes or no. If they say no, how can we guarantee you are going to have uh, how how we going to guarantee that we have a guest on a podcast? Uh, I
1: hope you are enjoying this. I'm having a bit of fun. Huh? We're exploring stuff. I am pushing Martin a little bit, but I think he's ready you to can't, be pushed.
0: You, you can't be uh, you can't be putting a stamp on something Yeah, Here, it's official. We're going to have somebody here on next podcast. And no, we will. We definitely will. I hope so. Between the two of us, we will grab somebody. Ah, uh, well, I'm going to leave it to you. Hope that. Yep. Because you're the one that's giving all the guarantees. <laughs> uh,
1: episode ten. Uh, which was a little bit about homelessness and a little bit about why we why we're trying to do this podcast and where we think we're going with it. Uh we're we'll loosening up a bit. It's uncharted territory. We're like
0: uh we're like Max did you ever watch Max and Paddy, you What's that? Did you ever watch Max and Paddy in the camper van? No, no, no. They're travelers again, yeah. Oh is it? No, they're not. They're English. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: Thing ever comes yeah where is it easy. easy
0: so nothing ever comes easy we're
1: chancing it we pushing
0: it out a bit if you have a day job stick with so. us <laughs> on see you soon bye bye <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah.
1: so that's us for this episode traveller and a countryman podcast if you like it let us know share it around and there uh, shall we see you on the road